Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. John Watts. I'm Jeremy the Impact York. Welcome into Impact Media's weekly drive right through the varsity that needs to sponsor this show. By the way, right into Bobby Dodd, everything Yellow Jacket football. As I said, my co-host is GT John Watts. How are you, John? Well, currently uh, we've got the walk going, but uh, <laughs> outside of this, good. Uh, <laughs> that all I can say, how things are going good right now. I mean, it, uh, as far as that goes, you know, I, I can say that the Bengals helped us learn how to walk like an Egyptian. I don't know how to walk like a Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket. <laughs> well, just get wrecked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that is probably what a lot of uh, Yellow Jacket fans and, and uh, players may be doing right now. As uh, I guess before we get into it, if you would like to – if you would like to uh, contact the show for any reason whatsoever, we definitely appreciate all the feedback we get. You can do so by emailing us 3endzone at gmail.com. That is the number 3, E-N-D-Z-O-N-E at gmail.com. You can search for us on Facebook, whether that is John Watts, that could be Jeremy York, that could be Impact Media, that could be Up With The White and Gold. You should find, if you find one of us, you'll find the rest of it on a link and listen to a show. We appreciate you guys as well. You can do so by going to Twitter and going to the account at Team Impact Media. If you want to go ahead and follow that while you're there, that'd be fantastic. Scroll down to the show you want, click on it, and you can listen to your heart's desires content. I'm sure that's a phrase we'll start using now. Uh, Also, if you would like to follow uh, myself or John on the rest of the social medias for show-related things and unshow-related things, including fun things we do, like uh, activities that may or may not be coming up that I cannot confirm nor deny because, once again, they do not sponsor the show. Uh, You can do so by following me at TheImpact99 on Twitter, Triller, TikTok, and Instagram. And I believe you are either – GT John or GA Tech John on all of those? Yeah, pretty much. You can uh, follow me there or you can follow me running around the kitchen like I'm doing right now. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you can definitely follow me on any of those. He is currently running around his kitchen uh, 
like a member of the poultry family with their head fully intact. <laughs> Sometimes you think you have it all together and then it just falls apart. Hey, you you got to do what you got to do. You got to just you know that that's a good that's a good thing to say about this team. Oh, last thing. You can also find us anywhere you find a podcast, whether that's podcast on Spotify or the iTunes store or many other places as well. If there's a place you find a podcast that you cannot find us, first off, that's a travesty. Second of all, let us know. We will remedy that as soon as possible. But, yeah, trying to hold it all together, yet yet it's all falling apart. That sounds a lot like the, the uh, Yellow Jacket season. As uh, they do fall to Miami, who has kind of been up and down themselves, 35-14. to 14. Um We'll start right there. What are your kind of overall thoughts on this game? Well, I mean, for the most part, it was kind of pretty even. Um, but I mean, for the most, I mean, for the most part, I would say um, definitely had some issues with turnovers, um, a lot of quarterback, uh, sorry, a lot of interceptions, um, and some of the running backs. Um, it's kind of things we talked about before is controlling the turnover game, and today was Saturday was not the day for us to be doing that. They, Miami definitely controlled that for most of the game. It was fairly even through the first three quarters, mm-hmm. and then kind of fell apart. Yeah, that's that's definitely what I saw as well. Um, uh, we would be remiss if we did not commend the efforts of one Cameron Kitchens. Kitchens. Let me make sure to pronounce that, that first N in there. Uh, who not only had three interceptions on the day for the University of Miami, but he had, uh, I believe his third one of the day was a 99-yard pick six. That yeah. one hurt. <laughs> that one hurt. <laughs> Any pick six hurt, but if you – you're all the way on that end. Why are you about to score? They run it all the way back. I mean, that is the – yeah, that's the longest interception return you can get. You can't get 100. 99 is the furthest you can get. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, other than that, the thing that uh, I said I, I was going to mention on the show is uh, Georgia Tech threw – I don't know if it was uh, luck or dumb luck or – actually some decent defense, or maybe Miami forgot that they, there was a game going on in the third quarter. You did shut them out. They, nobody scored a point in the third quarter. That's that's a bonus. Yeah, they definitely. I mean, going into the, the half, 14 to 7, and coming back, and down, everyone's just holding holding ground. I mean, it's not giving up. I mean, it sucks you didn't get any points, but you didn't give up any. So at least some positive notes there. Well, and it seemed like it started to really derail, really come apart when uh, Zach Pyron got hurt because uh, between him and Sims, I think, are your two best quarterback options. Uh, We could debate all day as to which you think is better or worse, but it seemed like those two really can command this offense. It's really built for things that they do well, and when Zach Gibson come in, it's just not really tailored to his style game and – they just they had no offensive firepower after Pyron went down. Yeah, um, Pyron got hurt pretty well. Um, he is, um, I guess I can go ahead and say it, that he is done for the season on a broken collarbone. Sims, 
Was what star was that? I said ouch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, broken ball was not fun. Uh, I remember as a kid, my my dad went through a broken collarbone and a broken hip. He was out for went out for a long time. It definitely hurts. So yeah, we have done and Sims. Though he was technically available um, on an emergency basis, uh, it does appear that maybe his injuries are a lot more than what they assumed, and he's currently in rehab, not practicing, so he's out. Like I said, leaving us with Gibson, uh, we do have, uh, I guess, technically a four string, and uh, I screw this up, uh, Tyson uh, Pumachan. Good yeah, I was about to look it that. up. I was about to say, wait a minute, what is that kid's name? It's it's uh I've heard people stumble over it for a while. Let me try to find it real yeah. quick. There it what is. What it sounds like older, not close. <laughs> Looks like Tyson Fomacon, yeah. Yeah, it is Tyson Pumachan. Um I, I confirmed before I said it. Um Pumachan? Uh, former court Pumachan. Pumachan, okay, we'll go with it. <laughs> I had to look it up. I was like, I was going to mess this up before I fail. We'll my several sources to figure out what it is. And we definitely got it there. He's um, a redshirt sophomore. Uh, he did uh-huh. his three years at Clemson and maybe played 13 games. So he pretty much retained all of his eligibility when he came over uh, through the transfer portal uh, earlier this year. Six foot three, 227 pounds. He can run, he can throw. So, I mean, he's there. So we need him. Um, it could be kind of the future. Um, if he retained all the eligibility. So, we'll see what happens there. But uh, looking at the death chart, uh, Gibson uh, is, is the one that uh, we plan to have starting. But, well, you know, you know we, have, we have said about we have said about Pyron that really you didn't need him. You, you kind of, to retain that extra redshirt year, you, you – Wanted to make sure he didn't play too many games. Uh, unfortunately, that injury is going to make sure of that. But uh, collarbone, that's going to put him at least into the summer before he's even going to be able to take any snaps. Yeah, and that, that's definitely going to hurt. So, um, in more ways than one, him and our team. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, right now, probably Gibson kind of finishing out the uh, season and then depending on what may happen with at coaching and practice in the, in the future, we may probably be looking at Gibson for next year on what we bring in. Yep. But, yeah, that, yep. It, it, it was rough. But, uh, like I said, when, once he went down, once um, Pyre went down in the end of the third, Miami just pretty much found the gas pedal and went with it. Yeah, because they scored three times in the fourth quarter in about a a five-and-a-half-minute set, although the last one was the 99-yard interception return. Uh, So, you know, there is that. But, but yeah, they they really started to turn it on when they kind of knew. I I guess you could say if this was a USC fight, if you know the other guy broke both his hands and he can't punch you anymore, then it's a little easier to win the fight knowing he can't punch you back. And that's – that's kind of where Miami was with that is at that point, they knew you had no real way to come back. You did get a garbage time touchdown uh, towards the very end of the game. 
uh, that Jamie Felix caught from Zach Gibson. So it showed a little bit of promise, but knowing what your next two and or last two games of the year are, and that you would have to win out for bowl eligibility, uh, Tech fans, there's there's uh, I believe basketball has kicked off already. Uh, it definitely has. Um, I think uh, maybe a week or two ago, and it definitely has kicked off. Um, so I'm been, been kind of kind of I'm kind of stay on that, but of course all the different ventures I like to watch, kind of keep up with different people. Um, yep. So I'm watching other stuff too. So um, of course. Yeah, it's going to be interesting the next two uh, weeks. I mean, looking at probably half of the ACC championship one week and the number one team in the land the next week um, makes things a little hard. Yeah. Yeah, you uh, you, you definitely – you got to the part of the deck that it is not stacked in your – uh, in your favor at all, and we will talk about that um, uh, second part of the show. Uh, but, you know, it's something I'll probably say again the second part of the show. Tech fans, it's, it's not time to give up on this team. Could they win those games? Sure. They're, and we'll outline ways this weekend, next week, on how we think they can pull this off because there is still uh, a decent, you know, an okay chance for them to do that. But the reasons why you keep watching is not just to support your team. It's that watch, more importantly, watch to see how many of these athletes continue to rally around each other and rally around this coach and continue to fight and push hard because those are the ones that you want to see on your team next year. The ones that already start packing it up and and just start going through the motions, those are the ones I hope don't come back next year because I, at this juncture, I don't think there's anything Brent Key can do to uh, to retain head coach position. Uh, I think he's done a great job. I think uh, you know he's he's going to get a good care package on the way out the door. But I just I don't see how you can keep him in house, knowing that at best you can be six and six and potentially going to a bowl game uh, with your third and fourth string quarterbacks. Yeah. Definitely agree there. I mean, yeah, it, it's a good run. And, you know, he got us to, you know, that, that fourth win that we've been yep. elusive by several years. Um, so, I mean, dealing with what he's done, I mean, yeah, it was great. He did a good job, I think, but it's definitely going to have to take something new. Um, different mindset, something to bring the kids together. I mean, it's kind of hard coming down at this point where, like you said, you know, the first two, our quarterbacks that we wanted to use are done. We've got the, we're supposed to be the second string, and uh, as soon as he came in, you know, the game was up. Game, Miami blew us out. So that doesn't look, yeah. look good. And then, you know, we've got a guy coming – we've got a, a four-string guy who saw 13 games in three years at Clemson. So it's, it's, I mean, he may be a good quarterback, but, you know, it, it, it's really rough. So I think maybe well, – what, what, what I've heard on, on Pumacon, uh, outside of actually how to say his name correctly, because I'll just take your word on that. Um, I've heard that he is very run-centric. He loves to take off, 
and that um, unless he's done something recently uh, to to remedy this, uh, his passes are not always as crisp as they should be. Uh, and when somebody mentioned that to me, um, uh, I, I had no idea he came from Clemson. I said, well, he sounds like uh, Uwanga Lele or whatever over there at Clemson. And the guy just kind of grinned at me. So I, I, he sounds kind of like DJ from Clemson that uh, the passes are not always there, but he can he can run when he really wants to. So maybe that's something that the next guy will develop. And um, in all honesty, I hope he gets a couple snaps, but I, I hope it's not because something happened to Gibson. Yeah. I mean, if you know, we get a game where it's completely like a fourth quarter, you know, he may get taken out and he may see some snaps in. We'll give him just give some time. There's only with two games left. He can still retain his race there. So, Right. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't be bad. Maybe at the point, like if we lose against UNC, yeah. Um, at that point, you're, if you lose against UNC, then the season's done. You're not bell eligible. So, I mean, yeah, you still want to play that last game, but you know, probably going to look at making sure you don't injure anybody else. But we'll see on those two things. But I don't know. They're kind of like, uh, yeah, we still, I still want to root, still want to root for them to finish it out. Right. But we'll all, uh, what was the tall hat ahead? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you're definitely, uh, any cliche that involves being behind the eight ball or any of that fun stuff, uh, that, that is uh, most most definitely uh, rocking a hard place. Uh, just, just any of those that, that, that apply at this point. But, um, yeah, all, all those fun things. But right now, let's take a break and hear from our friends at betonline.net. And when we come back, we uh, have a couple more coaching candidates. And then we're going to dig into our bag of tricks and figure out um, outside of suiting up Harry Potter and his magic wand, how they are going to beat UNC this weekend. We'll be right back after this message. Hi, this is Jeremy the Impact York from Strong Style, Board Check, and That Sports Show. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, including this year's opening games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. Bet online, where the game starts. And we're back here on Up With the White and Gold. He's GT John Watts. I am Jeremy the Impact York. We reviewed the, um, you know, it, like you said, it was, it was a close game up until it seemed like uh, Pyron goes out and then it seemed like Miami did find that gas pedal and uh, really ran up the score, including the 99-yard pick six. And I, I, I hate to keep bringing that up. It's impressive by that guy. He already had two. He completes the hat trick by by doing that. That's by a 99-yard pick six. That's that's incredible. Good for him. But let's talk coaching candidates. 
because we still haven't named one. I don't think they're going to till the end of the year because, I mean, if I'm Brent Key and they name my successor before the season's done, I'll probably just quit and go home. It's kind of, I mean, there's no reason, to, no reason to hang on there. I mean, at least if they haven't named one yet, if you're Brent Key, you're like, you know, there's still a small chance I could take this. And there is, even though yeah. we don't think so. I mean, there is a small window out there. Uh, it's a slightly bigger window than the window of them potentially winning these next two games. But there is a window out there that Brent Key stays on as the coach. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does there. And I think it would be crazy to say, hey, uh, for these last two games, we're going to bring someone else in. I mean, at this point, finish it out and figure it out in the offseason. Because, I mean, if, if they did, if they did, you know, if Brent Key did leave, I mean, who are they going to name next? Like the uh, biology professor or something to take over? I mean, I don't know who else you would bring in at this point. They would want to coach two games knowing that that's it. Right, it's hard. I mean, you know, we've seen, I mean, it happened. We've seen coaches coach that one game and then they've gone somewhere else. But it's still just a. It's almost like a hey, we're just bringing you in for a little bit, only figure out who we really want. That's not right. really something. I've... Well, and speaking of people that um, that you may really want, who is this week's coaching candidate for you? Um, I am going with. And people may have heard this last name, uh, possibly if they listen to some of your other shows um, concerning uh, Sunbelt School. I'm going with the brother of current Georgia Southern head coach Clay Helton. Going with Tyson Helton this week. I didn't know he had a brother. Apparently he does. Um, Apparently um, they, they both had a father, of course, you know, most of this. Um, Pretty much everybody are, does, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Former NFL and collegiate coach Kim Helton um, was their father. If, okay. But, yeah, uh, Tyson Helton is currently the head coach at Western Kentucky. You know that one school you kept talking about in the beginning of the season? Um, yeah, there is, there is so many ties to them in the last few years for me. That is <laughs> – that is crazy. Um, so yeah, he, he's been around uh, for a little while. He um, he played for University of Houston from '96 to '99 as a quarterback uh, uh-huh. in the middle, and uh, as a graduate assistant under June Jones down in Hawaii. Oh, and would uh, stay there until about 2003, uh, doing some other roles, special teams, and tight end. Uh, then kind of moved up to um, back to Memphis. Yep. Uh, Memphis, he was there from 2004 to 2006. Um, currently, and during that time, he coached uh, this one guy, this kicker named uh, Steven Goskowski. Yeah, uh, I anyone, think I've heard of him. Yeah, I think so. Uh, anyone, anyone who follows the Patriots might, might know who that is. Um, and then, so he stayed on there for a couple of years, and then from 2007 to 2012, he was a quarterback and running back coach for the University of Alabama Birmingham Blazers. I guess he was there all the way till they. You know, it, was, it was a little later on. I was about to say they they ended the program and then restarted it like in uh, in like 17, I think. Yep. Yeah. Um. Then. Uh, 
He spent one year up in Cincinnati as a tight end coach um, and a little bit there, but like I said, it was one year where he would join the staff at Western Kentucky as the offensive coordinator and quarterback coach. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, this is just stuff, stuff there, and it would also go on to uh, USC, uh, also where he would be a quarterback coach. Uh, under at that time, head coach Clay Hilton. Uh, so he yeah, was quarterback. And he was, yeah, he was also the uh, the passing game coordinator there, I think, too. Yep. Um, and during that time, uh, that first year he was there, his quarterback named Sam Darnold uh, was at USC. I would, oh, that yeah, year the, uh, the, <laughs> the Carolina Panther great Sam Darnold, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, um, so that, that, guy, that guy's got the special ability. He can see ghosts. I, I think that's fascinating. <laughs> um, and then he was only he was there um, to the end of 2017. Uh, he was going to Tennessee, uh, offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach um, under Jeremy Pruitt. Mm-hmm. And then November 2018, he became the head football coach at Western Kentucky. Um, and uh, they've actually not been bad in recent years. Yeah. Um, last year, so from 2019 to 2021, uh, they made you know, bowl game playoffs, bowl games slash playoffs every uh, year, uh, two and one in bowl games. Um, and then uh, this year they're currently seven and four. So depending on they might do something there. Uh, but I think I mean, what he's been able to do with – I think a lot of quarterback offenses, um, coordinator positions, like we kind of talked earlier, mm-hmm. where they've been going, we can really use some help there at the quarterback. Whatever uh, yep. it's going. So it would be a pretty good candidate there um, to kind of help us out, help us out there. Like yep. I said. I, I, that's, that's not a bad choice at all because – um, I'm sure that uh, Jay Batts has ran across the Helton brothers at least one of or both of them in his career, so he may be familiar enough to to want to bring him in. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, being there at Tennessee, you probably ran into him there. And, um, I said Clay, Clay currently down in Georgia Southern, uh, so I mean, familiar with the area. So I mean, bring bring him back here, and you know we can. And the Helton brothers doing in Georgia. So yeah. Help them out a little bit. Yeah. I think that's a, another good candidate. So, you know, if nothing else, we may just keep doing this show every week just to come up with new candidates. I mean, at this point, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> we're coming up. I mean, because we're digging. Because this, uh, the guy I'm going to bring up is actually a lot of people consider him a front runner for another current open job. But. Um, I think it's somebody that Tech should definitely look into. Uh, this guy, this guy is a uh, – he was born in Gadsden, Alabama, not far from where I sit right now. Where my wife was born. Went, yep. Pretty good place then, wasn't it? Yep, yep. And actually, without – no, not you know what? Not even going to say that. I was, I was going to say something that involved numbers, and I am not going to say that. 
this guy is clearly older than your wife. He is clearly older than your wife. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's it's amazing that, that you were able to find a, uh, a 26-year-old uh, bride like that. Uh, just uh, fantastic work by you, sir. I know, right? I feel like that. Yep, every day, I know. You, you're always talking about it. Um, he went to Atala Etowah High School. This guy actually played for Auburn University for a handful of years before he went to the NFL, where he was uh, the fifth overall pick. Any idea who I'm talking about yet? Nope, not off the top of my head. Uh, let me go through some places he has coached including a place that is even closer. In fact, you're really close to a place he coached. I'm pretty close. Uh, he started his coaching career at Henderson State. That's not the one I'm talking about. Then in 2016, he found himself as a graduate assistant at West Georgia. Go Wolves. Yeah, for people who don't know, pull the curtain behind. Right now, both of us are not that far from that university at all. <laughs> Uh, he went to the IMG Academy as a running backs coach, went to the Birmingham Iron. Uh, we may have seen him coach. Uh, that was the AAS, so we may have seen him coach uh, here in Atlanta. Uh, then then he has been at Auburn ever since, the, the place where he played. Uh, places that he he also played were Tampa Bay with the Buccaneers and St. Louis with the Rams before he called it a career. He actually has over 4,000 yards, 21 rushing touchdowns, over 1,000 receiving yards, and four receiving touchdowns. And he finds himself as the interim Auburn head coach as we speak. I am talking about Carnell, Lamar, Cadillac Williams. Good old Cadillac Williams. Yep, what a name that was prominent here at the back. Yeah. Like I said, a lot of people think he's the front runner for Auburn, but if uh, if they somehow screw that up, and it's possible, if they don't keep him on as, as the uh, the head coach, then – uh, even before he's offered the position, I would contact them about interviewing him because either you're going to get a chance to interview him for your head coaching vacancy or it's going to force them to have to tell everybody we plan on keeping him on. Yeah. And I mean, you can either cross somebody off your list or you can add somebody really prominent to it. And this team has really rallied around. You talk about a, a storied program in Auburn, that they have all the history, the upsets, the, the championships. I mean, we could, we could go through all of that stuff. But the last handful of years, they have been a flaming dumpster um, train wreck. And ever since he kind of took over as the interim position, team rallies around him. You know, they're not, they're not beating the brakes off people, but that's, they've got to turn over some personnel to do that. But this team really follows behind him. They really – uh, appreciate him. He has that culture that he has brought back to uh, Auburn University. They're still they're still almost selling out games, even though they're not that good. That's all stuff that Georgia Tech needs to happen. And so I kind of like Cadillac Williams as an outside chance to to coach Tech. Yeah, I definitely see there. Um, Auburn, Auburn will be, I'm going to say Auburn would probably be stupid to let that one go. Um, I mean, in my mind, 
Cadillac Williams and Auburn. It's just not. But, man, if they don't pursue it, yeah, definitely. I mean, I would definitely um, look into that. I mean, he, he understands the, the game. Um, really, they, they felt you know, enough to be the interim over there. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I definitely, I definitely see that. Um, so, work. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, like I said, it's either going to force them to have to reveal their hands if they're going to, they're, they're either going to strongly consider him or, or pretty much bring him on, or you can go, oh, okay, well, if if you guys aren't going to announce that he's going to be a permanent hire, then we'd like to interview him, and you get to interview, uh, maybe the right candidate. Yeah, it's, I mean, never really know. I mean, who's going to be the right candidate? Because. We had no right. idea with Jay Bath I mean, right there yeah. being possibly. So you never know. I mean, now, now in all fairness, I'm not just saying this to to make us look good. He was probably further down our list, but he I didn't think he was one of the top candidates. So he must have wowed them from the start, and they just said, you know what, we don't need to waste a lot of time. I think it's him. Yeah, and I mean that's definitely something they were they were looking to do is really get that in place pretty quickly. So, I mean, if the pieces all fall right in your lap, you're like, all right, we're good. Come on. You want to come on? Come on. So, yeah. But, yeah, uh, I can see, see the, uh, that fit in. I think he would have yeah. a mentality to bring the players together with his experience and, you know, understanding when he was there, Auburn was more of a more of a high higher caliber team back then. Uh, so right. All that. Uh, yeah. I think he's definitely there. Yep. Exactly. But real quickly, as we round out this week's up with the white and gold, we are going to um, slightly preview, and it's going to be a really quick review uh, preview of this game versus UNC. I'm going to add a little bit of something. We'll hear a little something from you about it, and then we will go into our three keys, three keys to victory. The thing I want to bring up is I have seen this team um, already this year. I saw them very early on. They faced Georgia State, and even though they only won by, by a score, by seven points over Georgia State, um, here is some of the damage they did. You got their quarterback, May, who was 19 for 24 for 284, uh, two touchdowns and an interception. It's not a bad day at all. They had Hampton, who ran for 110 yards and two touchdowns. They had DJ Jones, who ran for 61 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and May added a few, too, but they were scramble yards. They had three receivers with 60-plus receiving yards, two of them in Pesor and Morales actually had uh, touchdowns in that one. They are very disruptive. I believe they ended up they ended up with a couple sacks, a bunch of uh, tackles for loss, a bunch of interceptions. They're a really good team. And like you said, they're one half of the ACC championship as they will take on uh, Clemson coming up in a couple weeks. But overall, what I took away from them, they are a really strong team. They can be beat if you can hang around long enough to, to have a chance like Georgia State did. Uh, even though they lost, they were in the game for the most part. But UNC does not make a lot of mistakes, 
especially this late in the season. So you're going to have to bring your A-plus game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, when you got a quarterback who some people are, you know, putting in that Heisman conversation. Um, uh-huh. I mean, looking at some of the players that are are in, in are deeply in the Heisman conversation, and he's had better numbers. So, yeah. honestly, in my opinion, I, I didn't understand why he hasn't been more in the conversation. Um, but that, you know, that, that's kind of hard to – that's a, again, like I said, tall task. Um, right. So, guys got the most touchdown passes, second in passing yards per game, third in total passing yards, tied for fourth in yards per attempt, fifth in completion percentage, and seventh among quarterbacks in rushing yards. <laughs> or how about this? He's he's thrown for slightly more than ten ten times as many touchdowns as he's thrown interceptions. Thirty-four touchdowns, three interceptions. That is ridiculous numbers. Yeah, he's he, he putting up. I mean, a great show. Um, I think it's. I hate to say it, but he may may pad the numbers this week. Um, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. That's a maybe. Uh, there's still a chance here. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, they're doing pretty good. Um, so, it'll be interesting. And there's, there's some things that if we can capitalize on, I mean, find what mistakes they can make and force them to uh, do things. I mean, it, like I said, he's a great in passing yards, so there's going to be something we, we're going to have to control or make sure we cover. Uh, I'll not be leading into future conversations in this podcast, but yeah. yeah. It, 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 well then, uh, you know, and the and the last thing I'll add before we get into the keys is, just in looking at it, um, the things that you do that tech does well um, don't necessarily translate into the things that they don't. That's uh, that's something they they are more susceptible to give up um, a lot of pass yards, and you guys are not really a pass heavy team. You rely more on the run, but on the flip side, they tend to give give up almost 200 yards rushing a game, so maybe that's a way to exploit them. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, like I said, I mean, there'll be areas that we can capitalize on. Um, and if we watch the film and understand what they do, we'll, you know, we'll definitely um, to hopefully it'd be better than the than the spread is calling for. Yep. Yeah, the spread's looking 20, 21 is what I'm looking at from uh, whatever ESPN's listing. I think they get it from DraftKings. And the over-under is 63. Um, unless it gets super competitive, I take the under on the 63. The 21, that's that's a little much, but uh, we don't know how that's going to go. You, you never really know. But let's uh, let's jump right into the three keys to victory because we're not just going to make these up for the sake of the show. Uh, we're going to actually come up with three ways that Georgia Tech, if they do these things, 
have the ability to pull off this win. And I will let you do the first one. Uh, well, as we said, you know, quarterback is, is very high passing. So I think we're going to have to control uh, those big plays. Um, North Carolina tends to be very explosive um, when it comes to those. So if we mm-hmm. can kind of limit the big plays, the wide open things we tend to do, kind of leaving players wide open down the middle, down the field, uh, just kind of control that. Uh, All right. Well, I'm going to go a little, little crazy off the board here, and I'm going to say that you uh, key number two is on offense. I want to see a two quarterback tandem, but I don't want to just flip them in and out where one plays here, one plays there, or stuff like that. No, I want to use Gibson as, and this is going to be a really crazy example because they're these two players are nothing alike uh he is going to kind of be the drew Brees of this situation in that he is going to be listed as the quarterback and uh and he's going to be majority of the time he's going to be in but i want to see some uh Taysom hill like plays drawn up for pumacon if he's really good at running and he can pass a little bit then you kind of tim tebow it you know you do a lot of design runs if he's in the game, it makes them have to account for somebody else. Uh, so you just exploit the fact that they have no idea who this kid is either. So I think you run that, that two-quarterback tandem and run it the way the Saints did with, with Breeze and Taysom Hill with the, the, the change-ups and the, the, the crazy runs. And sometimes he can just be a distraction on the outside and just be a uh, uh, just uh, a fake receiver or something like that. But that's what I'll go with for the second one. Okay. Okay. So, what do you have for the third key to victory for Georgia Tech? Well, I know I've, I've said it before, and uh, tend to rely on this one. Um, controlling the turnover ratio. We yep. did poorly on that on my end. Uh, we can't rely. We can't have any more of those 99-yard pick sixes. Um, so. I think if we can get back to, you know, what we had in the beginning of the season, you know, the the plus 15 turnover margin, if if we can somehow, you know, get through that offensive line, get some sacks or even fumbles, you know, once the ball's, you know, in the hands of the the receiver, if we can uh, try to work on that, I mean, if we can control that, might uh, definitely kind of help um, the entire explosive offense. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. I was just looking up the turnovers. Uh, here it is. There were four by Georgia Tech, and they were all interceptions. Yeah, you you, you can't you can't lose four to nothing on the on the turnover battle and expect to win. Yeah. But it could have been worse. Another team that we covered had another blocked punt for a touchdown this week. So at least you didn't have one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that'll. Uh, and uh, yes, yeah, I was about to say in that coach in the press conference. Um, I don't think I used that clip this week on on that show, but uh, he said, uh, I, "I don't know how you can have a blocked punt for a touchdown, return for a touchdown, and expect to win the game." And uh, I gotta agree. If something crazy like that happens, your game went off the rails. Yeah. 
Because it's always what we did, you know. It was just seemed like game after game was just block punt, block punt. I'm like, this is not going to work. No. But to recap, because we're going to keep it positive on the way out the door, uh, key number one, you said uh, control their passing game, right? Yeah. All right. Key number two, I said use Pumacon as uh, Taysom Hill, basically, and try to change it up with some uh, some some random plays that and packages that he's in. And then uh, key number three, you got to control that turnover battle. And I I do think if they do those things, you don't have to be as crazy to use my idea. But uh, if you at least do the first and third one, I feel pretty good about you might be in this game late in the fourth. Yeah. I think, um, let's do that. I definitely agree with that. So, hopefully the fourth doesn't end up like this week. Um, and we can still be in it. Yep. Hopefully so. But that's all we got for you, Tech fans. We'll be back next week to talk more head coaching candidates, to talk about this game, to tell you how you're going to beat UGA. Yes, I said that with a straight face. But for GT John Watts, I am Jeremy the Impact York. This has been Up with the White and Gold. We'll see you guys next week. Go Jackets. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.